This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. I recently had the opportunity to speak with one of the greatest leaders in sports, WNBA star Candace Parker. I hope you enjoy our conversation. I'm thrilled to have the opportunity today to speak with WNBA star Candace Parker. Candace plays for the Los Angeles Sparks. She's a two-time most valuable player, a studio analyst for Turner Sports NBA coverage and CBS Sports NCAA tournament. And most importantly, she's a mom. Candace, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. How, how have the, the past uh, quarantine months or just really a long extended month of March, how has that been for you? You know, it's been, um, it's had its ups and downs. Fortunately, um, you know, my family has stayed healthy, which has been the, you know, the most important, but my daughter obviously st- started in fifth grade with the lock, you know, with the shutdown of COVID and then now she's in the sixth grade and she started a new school. So we've been adjusting to, I think mom has trouble with the technology. Like I can tell her how to do her homework and help her with that, but technology is not my thing. Well, I I feel your pain. I have three kids around uh, the same age as your daughter who, um, when they went to school, back to school in person, I was just like, hallelujah. I don't have to like manage Zoom calls all day. And it's a, it's a whole thing. But uh, it I really understand- is. <laughs> Speaking of your daughter, I understand you have some exciting news. You're you're now co-investors. Yes, we're really excited to be joining the ownership group of, you know, just we've I've grown up playing soccer and with LA bringing a soccer team, Angel City to LA to be a part of that ownership group and it's not just about sport, obviously, it's about empowering women, it's about getting out in the community. It's so much bigger than just sports. And I think that's why we would love to be a part of it and are excited to be a part of it and to grow and to help it grow. And then also it's like, I tell all these people to invest in women. So I got to put my money where my mouth is. I want to invest in women because I think that, you know, when you invest in women, um, you're going to be successful. I completely agree. I think it's a fabulous thing you're doing. And, uh, I mean, what better than, than women's soccer to, to invest in? Um, speaking of sports, I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey and how, how you got into basketball. And at what point in your journey did you think, you know, this is going to be a professional path for me? I grew up in a household with two older brothers that are still my hero. Like they were 11 and eight years older than me and anything they did, I wanted to do. And I fortunately grew up in a household where my parents told me I could do anything I wanted to. I wasn't limited because I was a girl. There weren't different chores from for me and my brothers. They weren't different expectations. And so I got into basketball. I was I played soccer for a long time. And then I got into basketball around 12 years old is when I like fell in love with it. And that was right around the time where my brother got drafted into the NBA. And so I was able to kind of see the amount of effort and energy that he put into it. And um, I just fell in love with the game. And around eighth, ninth grade, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And basketball has taken me across the world. Like almost every relationship I have now is as a result of this orange ball. And so it's just, I am so thankful for, for what the game has given me. Well, I, I'm, the game is thankful for you as well. <laughs> and uh, I mean, 
the pandemic, uh, I guess one of the silver linings is that people have been watching a lot more TV and a lot more sports and the yes. ratings have increased, I think something like 70% for, for WNBA. I'm curious, um, what have been some kind of surprising things about the pandemic, kind of good, good and bad for you and, and your basketball career? Honestly, this year has been, I, as you, as you mentioned earlier, <laughs> I work in the NBA and, um, I, I do, you know, coverage NBA coverage for TNT and for, uh, Turner sports. And so just that season just paused and, you know, when the pandemic started and then it was kind of questionable whether we were even going to have a season this summer. So we went to the bubble in July and we spent 77 days in the bubble in Bradenton, Florida. I was very skeptical going in. I was like, who, like how many people out there would go to a bubble and do their job? Like, please buy a show of hands. Like who would do that? And so I was very skeptical at first. And because my family was able to come with me, you know, I'm kind of a package deal with my daughter. So that was, you know, the first thing. And then secondly, it was like, it's not so bad. It honestly narrowed your focus and allowed you to really like focus on playing. You didn't have to worry about traveling and, you know, early flights and all that stuff. So it was a different, but it was still a historical season that we played for a purpose. Um, and the WNBA, it was really nice to, to have a purpose to play around. We played for the Say Her Name campaign. We wore Breonna Taylor's name on the back of our jersey. Um, we obviously had the action plan of voting. So it was like, just the season was just a lot piled onto it. For sure. It's uh, it's definitely been full of kind of challenges and, and hidden blessings, like you said, to not, I'm sure not getting on a plane every day is, you know, is different, but has some wonderful aspects too. Definitely. I was able to, you know, be at home more, spend more time with my family, not worry, you know, I'm getting a little older in basketball years. So <laughs> to not travel was definitely great recovery for my body. For sure. We're speaking with Candace Parker, WNBA legend, Los Angeles Sparks forward, two-time MVP. Um, Candace, you have really been at the forefront of advocating for social change um, and the importance of visibility in the workforce. I'd love to hear a little more about the ways that um, the, you know, that you've been able to be at the heart of social change and how the WNBA has helped with that. The WNBA I've been proud to be a part of just because. Um, I know it's the, and I don't, I say this, like, I don't say this lightly. Like, I know it's in to be, you know, uh, speaking of social injustices and to speak of voting. That's what you're supposed to do right now. But to be a part of the WBA, and we've kind of always prided ourselves on being on the forefront of change and fighting for change and fighting through, and you know, for in, through inequalities. And, you know, that didn't change this year. We're, we're in the communities, we're, we're trying to, to bring equality. We're a league that is comprised of all women, it's the WBA, 80% African-American, different you know, socioeconomic backgrounds, LGBTQ community, uh, different religions, you name it. So we pride ourselves on being a league that is of the majority of the minority in this country. And so we wouldn't be doing a, a, a service to ourselves if we didn't speak about these things and we didn't fight for, for change. And so I think it's just, I'm really proud to be a part of the WNBA. I think it's wonderful. And I know you said, you kind of mentioned like it's in right now. It shouldn't have to be a thing that's in to, to be on the forefront of these issues. Um, you have a, um, a campaign going on right now. Um, the LA Sparks Change Has No Off-Season campaign. Maybe you can tell our listeners a bit about that. 
Yes, uh, you know, I've really had the pleasure of working with an amazing organization with LA Sparks. Uh, Denita Johnson, top to bottom, has done an amazing job of making it more than just about basketball. And organizations that get caught up in just selling tickets aren't going to be successful anymore. It's it's about what you're doing in the community. It's about what you stand for. It's about who you are. And the LA Sparks really want to be about change and bringing about that and doing things other than just selling tickets. And so the change has no off off season campaign is really just about it. Just that we train in basketball year year round. There's no off season for for a professional athlete. And with that being said when we want change and we're demanding it, there's, there's not going to be an off season for change and for our fight for change. And so that means doing what you're supposed to as a citizen voting, um, you know, where, where it's charities, different things that we're a part of. I think it's just about the pillars and what we're trying to do and the change we're trying to bring about into the communities. For sure. For anyone just joining us, you're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business here on Sirius XM Business Radio 132. I'm so thrilled to be speaking with Candace Parker, two-time WNBA Most Valuable Player. Candace, uh, we're on business radio right now, and one of the things that I so admire about you is how you've really diversified your career. I mean, you have this incredible career as an athlete, and you could have just done only that, but you're an investor now in a soccer team. You are a broadcaster on on Turner and and CBS Sports. Um, I'm just curious, maybe you can talk a little bit about your business pursuits off the court and... um, when you kind of got the idea to diversify your career a little? I've always been that kid. I mean, I was six, two in eighth grade. And I was always that kid that wanted to play point guard that wanted to, and my parents encouraged it. And it would have been easy to, you know, for me to just go stand by the basket and, you know, be tall and just be in that one kind of lane. And I've always loved versatility. And I think that that kind of has stretched and extended to off the court as well. Um, When I first got into the WBA and I started paying attention to business, I wanted to be Magic Johnson. Like I wanted to be known where kids and generations, yes, he was an amazing basketball player, but he's an amazing businessman mm-hmm. and he's made solid deals and solid connections and solid relationships. And so I am new to the game. I am rookie in this business life, but I want to learn and I'm coachable. And I think I have great people around me that are willing to, to help me. And so that goes with you know, different investments that goes with, um, you know, trying to, to go into television. It goes with starting a production company. I started baby hair productions and, um, you know, trying to do documentaries and learn as much as I can. So I think it's just, it's my mind. I was meant to not do one thing because I would, it would, I would go crazy. So I just try to do and learn as much as I can. What about, do you see that in your daughter also? Is she kind of interested in, in business and a lot of, of, a lot of pursuits like that? She really is. And I, I'm really looking forward to being able to kind of like talk to her about it. We had conversations about us, you know, joining the ownership group uh, at Angel City and what that meant. And, you know, I think it's also just growing up with that and, and at being able to ask questions and, and learn things. And so that's what I want to pass on to my daughter is, you know, that knowledge and hopefully she'll have, you know, a springboard into whatever she chooses to, to do. 
I mean, I love, I think it's so wonderful that you're including your daughter into your business pursuits. You mentioned you come as a, a package deal going into the bubble. Um, what, I mean, I imagine it's so demanding to have a life as a professional athlete with everything else that you're doing. I mean, how I bow down to before you with three kids of my own and trying to navigate homeschool and everything. So, I mean, how do you do it? Do you have any secrets of success for us other moms out there? <laughs> Honestly, I respect the hell out of other like you know working moms and moms across the the country i feel blessed and lucky to have an organization that allows me to bring my kid to work and to travel with me and you know i think we're all feeling and and seeing how it is a balance and especially as working moms it is about just doing the best you can and some days are better than others but i i definitely respect all women and moms parents that are navigating through this you know this is uncharted ter territory. If you would have had to tell me that I was going to have to get into like Google classroom and do formative and do things like I would have looked at you crazy last year, but we're doing it and uh, we're doing the best we can. I had no idea that fourth grade math was so difficult. That, that's been my learning in all this. Like you think the first time you take it, the second time's got to be easier, right? Like you took fourth grade math and you're like, oh, okay, the second time should be easier. No, it's not. It, it's no. definitely not. I, I agree. I'm like, I, I don't think I would have passed fifth grade if, if I was redoing it now. No. Nope. Um, so yeah, so I... Definitely feel it for all the all the parents. Um, you've had an incredible season. I mean, you are you know winning awards and accolades, and I mean your thirteenth season, and you seem to be on the top of your game. I'm curious, um, what have been just some of the most kind of exciting moments of your career, and some of the lowest moments of your career? Well, in 2016 was probably one of those years where um, I played at the University of Tennessee, and I played for a coach, Pat Summit. Um, and she just transcended women's sports. Um, and she, you know, she, after a battle with Alzheimer's, she passed away in 2016 and she was my mentor and, you know, almost like a second mom to me. And so 2016 was, was really tough just through the ups and downs of dealing with her passing and, um, you know, just another, a, a number of personal things going on. And in 2016, we were able to win the WNBA championship. And so it was kind of like, it all came, you know, it all came together. And so I think that's probably my best moment just as an athlete is just overcoming and fighting and not giving up. And then, you know, you're able to accomplish something you've wanted to your entire life. And so 2016 was, was definitely that year of just being rewarded for continuing to fight, continuing to, to, you know, look to the future and, you know, finally getting that trophy. Well, I think it's awesome. And it's a, such an inspiration. I am, um, you know, one of the, the biggest things we've had a lot of incredible female athletes and owners on this show. And I think the one thing that everyone unanimously talks about is kind of is the pay disparity between male and female athletes. I, I'm wondering if that's something that's on the top of mind in, in the WNBA also. You know, it's, it is the pay uh, disparity, but I think it's more so for me, the investment, because as a business, as I'm learning more in business, you're not going to make money if you don't invest money. It's just not the way that it's set up unless you have amazing ideas and you have people that can invest money for you, but it just, it doesn't work that way. And I think in women's sports, we're missing that people aren't investing. Mm -hmm. And in order to even see if a business model of sports can work, you have to invest. And yeah. so with this last CBA, we were able to demand that teams have to invest a certain amount of money in marketing per season, per player, 
Um, a league as a whole has to invest a certain amount because in order to see if something's going to be successful, you have to put that in there. And um, so that's what kind of gives me hope going into the future is that now we're demanding investments. I love that. I, I think that's so smart. And you're absolutely right. If without the marketing energy and attention, you don't even know if, if the audience is out there. So I, I think that's, that's brilliant. Um, Candace, what does success look like for you in five, 10 years from now? Wow. I, you know, I think I'm one of those people that's always trying to do more in the next and, and figure out what the plan is. Honestly, I want to grow in, in, in the business field that, that means, you know, obviously making connections, learning, I'm trying to learn a little bit more about tech now and, um, you know, VCs and going that. So honestly, success looks to me where I'm still learning, where I'm continuing to, to want to learn and to want to explore and to get better and to grow. Um, I will be long done playing basketball by that point in time. Uh, but I want to have something to do with women's basketball because, Women's basketball has given me so much in my entire life and so many opportunities, relationships, experiences. And I want to continue to open those doors for the next generation. And so I definitely want to be in an ownership position in women's sports. That's what I'm passionate about. And um, so, yeah, I see myself in five to 10 years, maybe being on the ownership size, side of women's basketball. I love that. I think you would make a fantastic VC. You'd make a great investor. You'd make a <laughs> great you. owner. I I, I look you. forward to the era of, of Candace Parker world domination <laughs> in, in business and sports. Uh, we've been chatting with Candace Parker, WNBA legend. Candace, in our final minutes together, do you have any advice or inspiration for young women out there who either have a dream of, of sports or a dream of business like you've done? Honestly, I think my advice to, to young women out there is to, to make connections because I think we've seen how important relationships are in the connection of opening doors and business and, and knowledge. You know, you're, you're more willing to give knowledge and, and, and have them avoid different things that you maybe didn't do so well or, um, you know, uh, problems that you could come across. You have mentors that are in your corner they'll help you through that. And so I think it's just about making connections and then also lifting each other up. I think we, we live in a system where the stigma has been that women don't support women. And I would like to like, just put that to bed in this generation that like you, there's enough for everybody. We can support each other. We can raise each other up. There's enough pie for everybody, um, for everybody to eat. So those would be my two things is definitely support others, but then also be coachable, listen, and have those mentors. I love that advice. And you are clearly putting your money where your mouth is and now turning around and investing in other women and giving other women those opportunities. Candace Parker, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Where can our listeners go to learn more about you and your career and follow everything that you're doing? I would love, I'm on most social media. I'm on Twitter as well as Instagram. Um, and you can catch Ledlow and Parker. I do a podcast on Ledlow and Parker for Turner Sports um, during the NBA season. So you can catch me there as well. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I hope you and your daughter stay safe and stay sane during this crazy time. And uh, congratulations on all, all your success this year. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me.
I'm Randy Zuckerberg here on Randy Zuckerberg Means Business, Sirius XM Business Radio 132. You were just listening to a fascinating conversation I had with WNBA star Candace Parker. She is such an inspiration. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.